0: upon our faith, Jesus is mine, O oh, waterforte oh, of, of glory divine. divine, He is of salvation, the
1: grace of
0: God, born of His peace. Was in
1: His blood. This,
0: this is my story. This is, story. This is, is my song. I'm
1: this
0: praising my
1: Savior, oh, all
0: This is my story.
1: This is my song,
0: I'm praising my Savior,
1: all that
0: You know, God said something to me yesterday and told me to bless you. This is it. When the oil is put on the head of Aaron, it goes to the collar. While I was ministering to them in, in um, Dublin, really I told them to record that prayer and put it on the net for everybody. The Lord told me this. All that is poured on the head don't remain on the head. It goes to the collar. That's the reason why in family, children look like their fathers and their mothers, you know. Sometimes they behave like them. Not because they live with them. Because they are from them. Okay? And the Lord told me to speak over your life. He said to me, I came into this country in 1983 as a student. I didn't come into this country as a, you know, businessman or stuff. But I have a determination when I came in that I was working with George Wimpy, a British company. And I made up my decision that I will be the first African that will set up a construction company in United Kingdom. So that's why I came. I came to do everything necessary for me to qualify in every area and set up a as, as British have set up company in Africa, why can't Africans set up company in Britain and employ people in Britain? And then go all over the world. That was my decision. That was what i was walking towards and the lord said to me that uh, when he called me to start christ with tabernacle it started in a room like nothing and the lord said today the voice that he speaks through me in this house in 25 years is hard to the ends of the earth. it had is hard in the palace of president and government of nations and in this country God said to me that I have raised you to the height in your career as a minister. He said, speak to your people that in whatever I call them to be, the same unction will rest upon them. And they will excel in what I have made them to be. If you are a medical doctor, you should be the one to invent things. If you are a businessman, your business should not be just one small business somewhere. It should be a business that when they are talking about that kind of business in the UK, they will mention you. The House of Lords, as a Parliament will recognize the success of your business and they will invite you to the parliament. And you will go to other nations and set up the same businesses. This is what the Lord told me. He says, speak upon their lives, so I do. As the king of heaven lives, in the presence of whom I stand, I prophesy over you the unction of increase in the name of Jesus Christ. As God singled out a slave boy in the land of Babylon and took him from being a slave to the place of decision making, even the parliament. The same unction upon Daniel, I prophesy I over you, the name of Jesus Christ. As the Lord took Christ with Tabernacle from a room, over the past twenty five years, and in the nation of Great Britain, it has become a voice unto the nations of the earth. I speak that the same unction will fall upon you. In the career God has sent you, you will excel. In the profession God has sent you, you will excel. The knowledge of excellence The spirit of excellence receiving the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Innovation that no man can receive Understanding in your field In your career That ordinary man cannot attain A height of reason and thinking That your contemporaries cannot access Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth From this hour You mount a wing like eagle From this hour You mount a wing like eagle You will run and you will not be weary. You will walk and you will not faint. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord will incubate over your thinking. He will bless your reasoning. He will raise you up in the midst of men. The honor that God placed upon this house, it shall be upon you. The authorities and powers that rule in your field will begin to look for you. You will become invention of great ideas. Those of you are in the medical field, all aspects of medical field, pharmacy, medicine, and all aspects. In this season, there are many sicknesses that are generated by human development. And human beings have no capacity to, to solve them. Whereas God had known that man will create the problem by themselves because of their inquisitive to to know. And so God had created solution and cure. Receive understanding. Cures to incurable disease. By dreams, by vision, receive understanding. By dreams, by vision, receive understanding. Those of you who are in the production lines, receive ability to invent good things. In the name of Jesus, receive ability to invent good things. Those of you who are in businesses, receive the master's knowledge to do businesses, your businesses that will get out of your hand and it will become a business that will be seen all over the nation. Your ideas shall create livelihood to many people. Everything it takes heaven to make this happen. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. I say receive in the name of Jesus Christ. Favor and mercy and glory rest upon this house. Favor and mercy and glory rest upon this house. Favor and mercy and glory rest upon this house. Grace will work for you. Everywhere you go from this hour, grace will work for you. The mercy of God will follow you wherever you go. In your office, you will be distinct in knowledge. In your, in your, in your family, you will be distinct in glory. Among your contemporaries, you will, you will be distinct in blessing. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. As God kept his covenant with Abraham and blessed him among his family, the Lord will bless you among your family. As God kept a, uh, his, his covenant with, with Moses and the Lord uh, distinct him among many, so the Lord will distinguish you among many. You will reach your destination by the power of the Most High. Nothing will hinder you. The thing that hinder men will fail before you. If Satan set obstacle before you, I declare, the obstacles shall become ladder of promotion. Every area you are struggling in life, I speak, receive ease by the power of the Most High. May the hand of the Father rest upon your brain. May the hand of mercy rest upon your body. every sickness that threatens you, I cause them to die in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every evil spirit that on an assigned to shipwreck you, I banish them and cast them back to hell. They have no portion in the sons of Jesse. I command in the name of Jesus Christ. Every evil spirit assigned to hinder you in your thinking, to shipwreck you in your life, I banish them to hell in the name of Jesus. And every attitude that will frustrate God's intention over your life, I command them to be taken away. I command a stirring up in your spirit. You will have a sense for living, a sense for purpose. In the name of Jesus, never will be frustrated. Every challenge will give back to you, in you a new motivation. You will never be frustrated by challenges. You will never give up by challenges. For every road that is blocked, you will receive a direction to go. Nothing will hinder your way in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As it was in the beginning, so it is now. Mm-hmm. Ever shall it be, world without end. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Helps to specialize in the area of grace or gifting, specialization of industry. Because the area that you commit yourself to do, as you continue consistently to do it, you improve on it on a daily basis. When there is unity of purpose, which will help you to have division of labor, it reduces loss so that you don't spend your energy over wasted. You don't waste your energy. You don't waste your resources, and you don't waste your finances. I've given you three things now. Where there is unity of purpose, people live longer. Because they have less stress. Okay? Where there's unity of purpose, success is inevitable. I'll give you five things now. What's the first thing I said? Yes? It brings specialization. When you have, when you it releases the burden from one person, from the central person, so that everybody have a little part to play. Then what would that give you? Then unity of purpose gives you specialization of in the area that you are working on. And what's the third thing? Yes, that is the third one. Yes, division of labor, that helps you reduce loss. That is unnecessary losses. Money, resources, energy, and strength. Then it makes you what? Live longer. Because you don't have stress. Then, success is inevitable. Apply this to your business, you will be a great man. Apply it to your office, you will excel to the, to the last, to the, the highest peak in your career. Apply it to your spiritual growth, you will experience power and uniquely divided from others. You will operate in a dimension of power that a natural man cannot operate. And apply this also to your marriage, you will have a successful home. That's the end of my message today. Today is the first day of Christ with Tabernacle. It's the end of my message. Now you tell me, what scripture tells me that? Maybe Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. If you read from verse 1, it says when men began to move, okay, eastward. They found a place in Shinar and settled there. And the Bible says they decided to change the way they build things. So they decided to burn bricks and use tie instead of mortar. Bricks instead of stone and tie instead of mortar. And the Bible says and they decided to build themselves a tower so that they would never scatter. If you look at this, Unity is what's informed invention. Okay? Unity is what brings innovation. Unity is what brings out specialization of industry. And when there's unity, everybody has something to do. What you are told to do may not look great, but when you put it together and everybody does what is to do, it becomes a glamorous thing. That is just what you saw last week when we had our convention. The news of the convention has gone to the ends of the earth. You know? I've never seen such convention. As someone said to me, one of those delegates who came from Nigeria, he said, in my life, I've never seen a convention like this. Somebody who visited, who is not a member of CFT from Ireland, when he got to the cathedral, He's from a very big church. He said, I've never seen an excellent production in any church under heaven like what I've seen this weekend. And we had the comments of the former head of state of Nigeria, Jerry Yakub too. You need to listen to what he said. We didn't, we didn't organize that he would speak. He wrote to me, sent to me uh, by phone, that I want to speak in that meeting. And at that time we didn't tell him that he was going to do the plaque. He said, tell Apostle, I have something to say about him, about his wife, about his organization. But the success came because everybody just did their bit. And it was not a stress. Well, I'm just coming from Ireland right now. Mommy is still in Ireland. She's ministering in Ireland this morning. Finishing their conference with the rest of the team that went. But you need to know this unity, according to the scripture, cannot be achieved among people who individually are not united. I will get now. The Bible has the greatest principle on art for success unity cannot be achieved person between people who have not been individually united. Let me give you an example. If both of us decide to achieve a purpose, if you disagree with that purpose, you cannot be united with me. You have to be united first with your purpose, and I'm united with the purpose. We are united because not because we want to be united, but because we are bonded with the purpose. So as many people who are united in the purpose, will find themselves in the physical united. So is marriage. What is giving you a headache in your marriage? The purpose of marriage is love. So if you are not united individually in love, into love, physically you'll be disunited. The purpose of the church is to reach heaven. That everybody who comes to church should get to heaven. That's our main purpose. Okay? So Whatever that thing we do is just, you know, around getting that to be done. Okay? So, but then, if you are not united with that purpose... When others are moving in the church, you'll be lagging behind. You'll be doing whatever you think. Okay? And that is what Jesus taught us when he spoke in the book of John. That they may be one, even as I am one with you. Okay? So that they will be one with us. So for the Christians to be united, when Jesus talked about unity of Christians in chapter 7 of John, He's not talking about international unity. He's not talking about members coming together. No, he's talking about individual Christians uniting with the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And as many who are bonded with the Father and the Son and the Spirit in the physical work together harmoniously, and achieve the, the aim that God has given them. So they are formed. It begins by your own unity first. You Who are united with in your thinking? Who are united with in your purpose? If you are united with God and in God, you and I will love one another because we love the Lord. Okay? We don't love one another because I just feel you have a good nose and good face. I want to love you. No, that is like you. That is not love you. If I look at you and I love the way you look, my affection for you is liking you. So I can dislike. But if I love you, I cannot dislove. You don't have dislove. It does not exist as a a word. Because love is an attribute that emanates from the Father and flows through man. So man will love one another when they love the Father. The more you love God, the more you love people. If you hate people, you hate God. The way you can know who loves God is your love for, for God, for people because your love for people is determined by how much of love of God you have. If you can accommodate people. Let me tell you something. A lot of problems that people have that give, give them headache. Things that you complain about. Okay? And it gives you headache. And sometimes it wrecks your life. It causes you to take decision where many years later you say, Oh, if I had known, I would not have done it. Those things came because you distance yourself from the love of the Father. The more you love the Father, the more you will take right decisions in life. Because the love of the Father will not permit you to take wrong decisions. Decisions you will regret and it's not possible. Because the more you love the Father, the more your mental, your focus will change, the more your mind will be fruitful. Because of the love of the Father in you, it sanitizes your intellect, which affects your actions and attitude to your life and towards other people. And that's the reason why the Bible commands us again and again that the love of the Father should be rooted in us. Of course, it gives you peace of mind. I love it so much. Why should someone be angry with other people and fight and quarrel and then, for days you are still quarreling the quarrel of Two years ago, I mean, you think about this: how much sensible is that? The world had moved on from two years ago, but you refuse to live two years ago. Quarrel, and you continue to 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 what grammar shall I use? Is it fantasize your, yourself over the offense of two years ago? The world had moved on from that. Hmm? And so, what causes that is your lack of love for the father. How many people know that God forgave them biggest sin? If God rescue you from going to hell, your sins are worse than the offense of your friend of yesterday. He only offended you once. You know how many how many times you have offended God? And yet you go to God and say, Father, please, I want you to bless me with this. Have you heard God say, Shut up your mouth? Never shall you say that to me again. Thus yet the Lord, shut up now, now, now. You had that kind of God in the church. If somebody says, "Does say the Lord shut up, we will you not say to him that it is you who is shut up. <laughs> say, God is my Father. Hallelujah, somebody. So if God forgives you and I, the bigger dead, why should a man have a problem forgiving somebody? It is because you don't love God enough. It's just simple. Oh, Father, I pray against unforgiveness. Prayers. Such prayers are not answered. Because of unforgiveness, a decision is not a spirit. It is a decision that came from the heart of a man. It's like, Lord, deliver me from laziness. You can pray that one all your life, and you will die bankrupt. Hallelujah, somebody. (laughs) To be lazy, the Bible tells me that it is a decision of mine. A little sleep. A little slumber. Wake up on time. Have a headache. Wake up with the headache. Wake up again with the headache. Talk time you wake up, the head will refuse to wake you. And so you cannot bind this root of laziness. It does not exist. I bind laziness in that boy. Discipline that boy, my friend, and his life will change. You can't bind this laziness in your children, you discipline them. And when you discipline them, then they will become disciplined. Hallelujah, somebody. So therefore, I'm talking about your mind. Turn your love towards God and things around you will fade away and change. Are we together in the same plate now? So last week, what did God tell you? During the convention I want us to discuss together what did you what came very strongly to you that you took decisions you are going to act upon? Uh, I opened the floor. Every one of us should speak. Pastors, elders, deacons, deaconesses, members, hallelujah. I need an usher, somebody. So I want to know what's something. Just give me one sentence or something that you wrote down or something that God communicated to you so that we bring all these things together to be able to know what God is saying to the church. And then we can form our strategy to move ahead and achieve those things. I would get it now. What did God tell you? Start from you. It took the microphone, isn't it? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't expect that, did he? Look at your. Look at the things you wrote during the week. And let's just discuss it. We have a direction of what God is saying. Maybe you have a vision after that encounter and stuff like that. Or there is something Holy Spirit is. Bring him back to your mind again and again. Yes, anybody? Who oh, will break the ice? Yes, brother. Can you come and give him the microphone, please? So while he's talking, thinking about... Yeah, come on, give him. You have microphone. You'll be Amen. thinking about what you say.
1: Amen. Um, when, I think it was the fourth day of the convention, uh, Dr. Lockett mm-hmm. um, was talking about Daniel and the importance of hearing from God. And he he said that how do we? He asked us the question: How do we discern when we can hear when God speaks to us? And one of the major things that he said was that um, God will give you a peace in your heart when you hear from God. Mm-hmm. And then he then made reference to Proverbs chapter eight verse thirty-three, which reads: "Listen to my instruction and be wise; do not disregard it." And he he really emphasized on the point that Daniel didn't make any movements whilst in the palace. Without hearing from God, mm-hmm. he then went further to say that. Um, hold on, I'm just reading my notes here. Mm-hmm. It will come as a prophecy and a solution when you hear from God. So one of the ways that you know when God is speaking to you is that it will not. He will not just speak without offering a solution to your issue that you are facing in life. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he then said that it will come as a warning to do and what not to do mm-hmm. um, when you do hear from God. And it was through this that. Daniel was distinguished amongst um, those in, well, the administration during the time of Nebuchadnezzar.
0: That is interesting. Now, Dr. Lockhart, one of the things that I loved about his ministry is that throughout this period, he spoke about one man. It's a very good thing because it will help you to explore more. Now, from what He's saying to you, Daniel doesn't do anything except God tells him. Okay? And instruction from God give direction, they give revelation and stuff like that. But he also told you something, and that brings me to where the women of right destiny in Ireland yesterday I met them discussing about the gift of the spirit. What can a man do to hear God? Let us discuss it. We know that is a great advantage. Daniel went into, <laughs> the Lord told me to bless you this morning, yes, Daniel went into um, into Babylon as a slave. How can a slave become vice president of a nation, of the nation in which he was a slave? And we have known that it's because God directed him, he had God. But from the writings about Daniel's story, what action did Daniel do that caused God to speak? Let me give you a little bit of insight. In the days of Elijah, there was heavy persecution by a woman. Okay, Jezebel, and everybody ran for their life, they were killed and God was looking at them until a man decided that we have to put a stop to this insanity. Now, his decision to, to confront the issue triggered God to speak. Yes? Are we together now? So, if he did not confront it, they would kill him too, and everybody would die, and nothing would happen. So, that all those who died, it's not because God could not save them, but it's because God is a God of principle. He said his principle, there are things that God will expect man to do. If you don't do it, you can die in your misery. And that's not God's business until you take those steps before God can trigger. Because God is a God of equity, a God of justice. He does not feel anybody to another person. So, in the case of Elijah, we discovered that he confronted the death. When he confronted, he spoke, not by God, by himself. He didn't say there will not be or rain, but by God. He said, by me. And then God said, yes, you are a good boy, because you have... Done that. Now I will protect you. You go to that river, you will not suffer in that famine. And I will bring the famine until you revoke it. And God began to cooperate with a man. So what is in Daniel, therefore? The significant thing about Daniel that brought visions. And tell me the chapter, you'll find that. Yes, let's talk. Speak now. What's happening? Why are you looking at me like that, here? How many of you did not come to the uh, to the to the to the, um, to the uh, no 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 to the to the convention at all? You didn't come at all. Okay, you are you are new then. No problem. You are exempted, except of course, a Bible student. You should know what I'm telling you. How many of you have never read about Daniel? You've never heard about Daniel? Okay, now tell me something fascinating about Daniel. What brings him to hearing God? I've told you when I was sharing with you about my own life, why does God take me to heaven again and again? Why does God reveal things to me about nations again and again? It's just the same thing. It's just the same thing I've told you. Yes, darling.
1: Um, In Daniel chapter chapter 6 verse 10, it said that Daniel prayed three times a day. Okay, and he was
0: a man that feared God, a man that had self-control and self-discipline. Yeah. So he did not compromise even when he was asked to eat
1: um, the food offered to uh,
0: to the idol. But uh, those uh, are the qualities of integrity, isn't it? Yes. But as a particular act, because yeah, you can see that, darling. I was sharing with them yesterday. What can a person do to receive gift from God? It's not prayer. It's not fasting. If you fast, you won't get the gift of the Spirit. If you pray, you won't get the gift of the Spirit. Relationship with God. You see, why does God give? Okay, you talk now. (laughs) All right, then. Why will God. Okay. Let me say this to you, not right now. Don't let us be very spiritual. Let us be human. Okay? You are wedding. You are wedding. You are wedding. You are wedding. All right? In your wedding day, I felt I should give you 50 pounds. In your wedding day, I felt I should give you 50 pounds. In your wedding day, I said, okay, let me give her 100 pounds. In her wedding day, I gave her a thousand pounds. What makes the difference? And all of you are my members. Relationship. relationship. That's it. It's relationship. You see, this woman, I will give her a thousand pounds because anytime I needed her, she was there. Even sometimes she thinks for me. Ah, Apostle, you, when you were preaching, you said this. We haven't done it. Don't you think we should do this and that and that? I said, oh, she will going to get it done. Okay? But this woman, I see her. Sometimes I don't see her. I see her. I see her, I see her. I said, Do this. He said, I will do it. I will do it. He didn't do it. This one, I said, Okay, why won't see you sing in church? Apostle, you know, I had an excuse. Now, the relationship between me and each one of them differ. I will give all my life, my gift, my service, my time for a person who had given his life, his service, and time, who is concerned about me being successful. So when it comes to hard success, I will make sure that I die for it. But some who took me lightly, you can't read from where you didn't sew. I will take you lightly. Somebody will phone, I will jump out of my bed in the midnight. In the same church. Somebody will phone, I will send someone to go and attend to that call. There are two different things. Relationship is the bedrock of gifting. Anyone who fasts and pray, you can't take God around some by your fasting. It's not that's right. You can't just keep on bugging God with your prayer, thinking that it's by praying regularly you, get, you have demons talking to you. The God that you don't serve, how can you hear Him? The God you don't love, how can you hear Him? And we are sharing there yesterday, how can a man say in the church, I love God? They have intercessors, between you you are not there. They go evangelism, you are not there. Then you are not useful. Because what concerns God in the church business is the souls of others who are unsaved, And somebody carrying the burden of those who are in the house and outside. And the people who carry the burden of those who are in the house. Some people, all of us come on Sunday. Some people will come during the week again to pray for you. You, 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 every one of you. Because of your own problems, some of them will fast. And be begging God, please bless this person. Please answer that woman. Please do this to this person. Now, what are those people doing? It is God's problem to make sure that you are blessed. It is God's headache to make sure that the barren is fruitful. It is God's headache to make sure that a marriage is peaceful. It is God's headache to make sure that everybody is successful. Okay. But God, in His own design, has ordained that man must speak for Him to do it. Okay. So, people in church who separate themselves to be carrying such burden of God, do you think they are in the same relationship with those who just come to church, say prayer, say man, you go? You answer me now. It's not. It's not. You are not in the same relationship with God. You are not. So, for people like that, if they call, it has happened. Even when they are thinking, angels will act. But for people who just come every Sunday, every Sunday, and go and go back, you are too busy for God, you will pray, or the day you need things, you will pray, 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 lament, 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 fast, 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 fast. Days, months. Because you are just trying to build a relationship. So, therefore, a person who is in relationship with you or the days of their ceremony, you give them good gifts. So, it's gone. The gift of the Holy Spirit it gives it to man because you serve him. You are you, you, a person who loves him. If he gives it to you, you will utilize it. Let me give you an example which we resolved yesterday. Somebody who comes in every time praying for people and carrying the burden of members, if somebody gives a testimony, he's happy. And if somebody has a particular problem, that person doesn't sleep. He goes on praying over the issue of the person. Now, do you not think that God will have to speak to him so that he will not pray amiss? Because he's so zealous about the problem of people, so sometimes we go to God. This doesn't have an headache, for instance. But the problem of his headache is because he eats apple. Okay? But not all persons who eat apple have a headache. And he's saying, Father, heal this man. Lord, heal this man. Don't heal, heal this man. Father, heal the headache. And he begins to curse headache to die. He begin to curse bind spirit and all stuff like that. Because he has so much zeal for this man to have solution. And he lacks knowledge. That is how God will give him a vision. That this man eats apple, his body reacts against apple. Tell him therefore to stop eating apple. That man comes and says, "I had a vision, and the Lord told me." The vision come. They came to the man not because he was praying for vision, but it was kind the burden of God over a person. Are we together now? Same thing prophecy. Because somebody has a heart for someone to have direction and you are praying into them, God gives you prophecy. Same thing, healing. You have compassion for people who have been sick. And so when you command in the name of Jesus out of the compassion of the Holy Ghost, you heal them. And miracles are happening. So it's preaching the word of God. You carry the word of God to the real places where people dread to go, where there is death and danger. Then there is need for signs and wonders. Signs and wonders is not for the church. Because you don't need some here. Okay? So, it is those things that trigger God. And the gifts of God. Like man, like God. Okay? But if you see, Daniel, look at chapter 9. Verse 1 of chapter 9, Daniel. Let's read it together. Yes. Hey, hey this is headquarters. <laughs> I think mean, you have forgotten your headquarters since last week. <laughs> I told them in Ireland that. The, the people who came, I don't know which one is headquarters among the leg cutters. Both of them are the cutters. Some are headquarters, the other one are leg cutters. Shall we do it together, please, brethren? Uh huh. Yeah, on. You see, that man among all Jews who are in Babylon, he is comfortable. He is most blessed. Okay? But he is the one concerned about the prophetic word of the Bible. What are others doing? In their poverty, they are groaning. They are complaining. So they remain poor. Poverty. All the qualities you had about that here, they are qualities of integrity. But the, the very thing that brought vision and brings vision is somebody concerned about what God said. Somebody read the Bible I said, Lord, you said that there will be no barren among you. This woman is barren. He should not be. And you probe into it. Okay? You said, I shall be head and I will not be tail. But I am now tail. You probe into it. You say whatever we lay hands on, we succeed. This person had laid hands on many things and he failed. And you probe into it in prayer. Like, what is going on, Lord? Something must be wrong somewhere. And you start praying for a change. With such attitude, angels will appear to you. As starting look at it, you will find it there. The book of Acts chapter six, you will find it there. Seven, uh, chapter chapter eight, Sorry, you find angel ministry there. Now this Daniel that you have read. This man. Decided to, he read the prophecy of uh, Jeremiah for them, and they are still in slavery, but they should have been free. The Bible, Bible says this, but what is happening is different. So he decided to pray. He decided to pray. A heart that does that sees, hears God. Audible. You don't have to be ordained, you don't have to be disordained or unordained. When a man sets his heart to understand the scripture, Holy Ghost will come swiftly. But you know something with Holy Spirit? When it gives you knowledge for the scripture, it gives you knowledge for everything. For everything, because the fundamental basis of success is to have the knowledge of the word of God, the knowledge of God. Look at verse 20 of this scripture. Okay, so because of that, he fasted. He didn't fight because of enemies. The guy is comfortable. He fasted because the Bible says something and we are not experiencing it, though so he has comfort. He experienced other things. Hmm? Look at what he says in verse 20. Let's read verse 20 down, please, together. While I was speaking... Huh? Stop. You see, this man now, the man is confessing his sins and confessing the sins of Israel. You know somebody who's standing God for other people. What concerns him with Israel? After all, he's comfortable. He should just live his good life, enjoy himself with his family, and forget about everybody. But it's interesting. Whenever I read that down here, I look at human beings today. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. People who serve God a lot are those who are comfortable. Many people who are not comfortable don't serve God a lot. And it should be the other way around. It should be the other way around. Those who are less comfortable should serve God more. Because they have a more reason to serve God. I with me now? But why is it that it's we who are less comfortable, that we are just ignoring God? That's why we remain struggling. Are get together now? Because angel appear, and the angel says is something here. It says, While I was still speaking, no, no, go back there, please. While I was still speaking, I'm praying, confessing the sins of my sins, my friends, and my fathers, and stuff requests before the Lord and God, my holy heel. The next verse says, Shall we do it together? That's an angel. The angel came. Not prayer like, you know, look, let me tell you something. This is not a good thing. It's not a good news. Somebody who read, who I taught all of you about observing the house of prayer. And uh, somebody started observing the house of prayer. And she started hearing the voice of the devil. And she had some mental issue. And the husband said that. But why should she have such a thing? Because she's always praying every hour of prayer. And I told, you, told her that. Uh, told him that. You don't know what you're saying. What the Bible says to in 1 Peter chapter 4. Be clear minded and self control That you can pray. Somebody who is having animosity against you. Who you are Demons who possess you. Demons who possess you. Who are you praying to? The Bible say be clear minded. Jesus said, if you have anything against your brother, when you bring an offering to me, don't give it to me. Go back. Leave it on the floor. Go back and resolve with your brother, then bring me an offering. You think those things are? They are basic principles which is just rigid. They're not changeable. You understand now? So, that woman therefore I told her, she's not seeking God. I said to you to observe as a prayer, to seek the face of God. Why did I tell you to pray? Teach me your ways, O God, that I may continue to know you. Okay? And I said, when you ask God to teach you his ways, and that's what you're looking for, and you pray also, Father, let your presence go with me. Mark me with your presence. Show me your glory. Those things have nothing to do with you. They have something to do with God. You want to know God more. Is there somebody who is going to observe us a prayer, praying over his enemies? Which enemies? Are you the only one who exists? Don't you understand? Before you were born, bonded enemies in the world, you will die and leave them here. So leave them alone. They are not something you can just eradicate. They live forever. They are part of the ingredient. That may. It's like praying against your eyes. Your eyes is part of your body. Enemies is part of you. Either you like it or not, they'll against you until you reach your grave. Hallelujah, somebody. So therefore, you need to understand. The word of God cannot be broken. This man loved God. He says, while I was still praying, Gabriel, the man I saw, that's the angel, came. But let's listen to the word of the angel. Why did the angel come? The next verse, let's read together, please. Instructed me, and that's what the dog was saying. Vision will instruct you. He will give you direction. You will know what is clumsy, and you don't understand. Vision will give you that direction. But it says he instructed me. Daniel, I have now come to give you what? Insight and vision will give you insight. It will give you understanding. Vision will give you direction. It will give you insight. It will give you understanding. So, if somebody carries the burden of church members, how would would that person not have this? He will have insight. He will have understanding. He will have direction. Look, you don't live alone, my friend. Stop being selfish. Some of you are postponing the, the time you will serve God. Look, you are growing older every day. You can't go younger anymore. Every day you postpone is a waste in life. Everyday, let me say something to you. Those of you, you know, in this church, I said everybody should go and read, and we are reading and stuff like that. Be careful what you read. If you have never read before in your life, you don't have a career, and you are going to the age of fifty, it is stupid to go and start a career. Who will employ you? Am I saying something sensible, Pastor? A person of fifty going to read, or forty-nine going to start nothing? When will she graduate? And then, do, do, do hospitals want to employ somebody who, doesn't have, who has just seven years more of working life? When they have young girls who read the same thing, and they can employ them, they can work for 30 years. I think I did that in employment law, that um, it is an indirect discrimination, isn't it? But it is, uh, you will do that. So it means if somebody has not got a career and is going to back to school to read, you need to go and learn a walk. Because when you are 50, if you work 15 more years, you will be retired. The salary, if they even employ you, the salary you will earn for 15 years, the pension that will come out of it is not not to sustain you after 65. It is peculiar nonsense. So if somebody is going to that age, 40 something to 50, and you want to start a career, you look for something that when you are 65, you can use your practical hand to do. You can set it up yourself and run your business and make money. Not to be employed. I am in school now. And my lecturers all the time, they ask from everybody, what do you want to become when you, when you finish your law? They ask me. I say, I don't know what I want to become. <laughs> I didn't come here to become anything. I've become what I should become. I came to, to law so that I can advise my members, my parishioners. When I'm talking, I know what I'm talking about. And if somebody go and mess up my parishioners, I should go and fight there, there, they said to me, that okay, when you finish all your law, where will you do your privilege? Privilege is not a problem. I have many friends that my life are blessed as a minister of God. I, if I tell them, I'm, I wouldn't apply to them. I would just tell them, I'm coming to serve in your, in your company. They will say, yes, i to come over. They will give me the privilege in the streets, in the high streets. They will give me the privilege. It is, an, it is a privilege that I will force on their company. Because they know I'm not doing it to go and look for money. So, at my age, who will employ me, they ask me. Nobody will. I have to employ myself. So, therefore, understand this. Understand this. If you seek God, He gives you instruction. You seek God, He gives you insight and understanding. But the last thing of this is, what the angels said That caused the angel to appear. What the angel said that will cause a man to hear God. What the angel said that will cause a man to see vision. What the angel said that will cause God to just bless you in anything that you are doing. The angel said something. To know something, this is the bedrock. What we are about to read. If you miss that bedrock, you cannot know anything under heaven. Look at that next verse. Shall we read it together? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? As soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, which I have now come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. Alright? In the next edition, the angel said, As soon as you set your heart to gain understanding. As soon as you set your heart to gain understanding. So, for you to have an understanding, you must set your heart to it. That is the fact. So, Daniel knew had a vision of India because he read the Bible from the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 20, 20, uh, where Jeremiah said that um, the decision of Israel would take 72 years. Now, and then we are over 72 years, we are not out of the bondage. So, he said he how to get understanding. Let me say this to you, all the academics that you have got, you got them because you set your heart towards that understanding to know it, and you know it. And in a matter of four years or three years or five years that you are in a field you never knew, you become something in that field. In knowledge, is, you have the knowledge. and In a short time, you are an expert in the field. Because you set your heart towards that knowledge to get understanding. Now, if that has worked for you in your academics, in your career, in your profession, it will work for you too in God. How many people just pick, pick the books of their exam and read it two weeks before the examination and pass with distinction? It doesn't happen like that. That is quick-fit prayer. Somebody have a problem, you, you double-charge, you're praying, praying every hour, praying every hour. When problem is over, what do you do? You go back to your sleep. That does not work. It can't work with man. It can work with God. Are we together now. So what cannot work with you cannot work with God too. So what, what, what is God saying to look at? And what have we received together? We must set our heart again and understand. We want to see God. You have been sitting on the fence for a long time. All these years you have been born again. People have been praying for you. When will you start praying for others? Eh? When? Now. That's how it goes. Hmm? Does anybody have a question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Any question? You have a question? Yes, yeah, somebody wanted to say. Where is the microphone?
1: Please. But, uh... um, one of the ministers um, also explained to us that um, although God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, there are still some qualities that every Christian should have in order to be effective and productive. Mm-hmm. And he used um, Second Peter chapter 1. Just Verse three to ten to explain that. To wow! You.
0: Thank you. Isn't that fantastic? And at the end of that Second Peter, he said that if you have these things in increasing measure, you will never what? It will protect you from being ineffective, and you will never fall. Understand the word a Christian can decide never to fall. So a Christian who falls because he decides to fall. If you possess these things in an increasing measure. Let's look at that very quickly before I stop. I will run away now. Uh yeah, Peter, yeah. Now let's go back to verse, um, verse, verse one Let's just see from verse one. Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received what? Faith. A pre- as precious as Who are those who have your hands to me? You receive the same faith with these people. Not other faith. The same faith with these people. Now they want to tell you the nuggets, the secret that kept kept them going. While others are falling, they keep on going. Now he said, the next verse, For grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Somebody say amen. Grace and peace. Peace be yours. Yafu, yafu. He didn't say amen? amen. Oh, yes, I won't forget, Lord. Look at the next verse. His divine power, that is God. Now, this assurance. Has given you everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. And that's summary of what I've been telling you. God's divine knowledge God the Power has given you everything you need for knowledge, which is academic and other things and stuff, uh, you know, spiritual, and life, which is your career and stuff like that. So God the Power has given you everything you need for knowledge of life and for knowledge of the Spirit. Hmm? But you will increase in it through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that is what Satan doesn't want you to have. Come to church, go home and sleep. You go home and study what you are taught. Carry the burden every day. Pray for somebody every day. Don't just pray for yourself, for yourself. You are praying for yourself enough. Have you? And things remain the way it is. So change your prayer gear. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and say, God, who has a problem or not I can pray for? Holy Ghost, help me. Somebody who has a problem that I can help, I can just support in prayer. And then start praying in tongues. And then he will give you names. Is there anything God wants to do in England now that I can't catch up? Lord, just help me. Help me so that I can cooperate with God. I want to pray for God. And God will tell you what his problems are. And you start praying for God. And that's what he's saying. Your knowledge of God, of Christ, is what determines the manifestation. And I love that so much. The next verse, very quickly, to it says, Through this plural, he has given us his very great, and what? Precious promises. All the promises in the Bible He's given us. God gave it to us so that we can achieve what He's saying. So that through these promises, you can participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. You understand what we've been talking about? Yes, church? Yes, Come on now, the next verse says, do it together. Yes, Stop, this is quite will read it together. For these very reasons. Stop. Did he say you should add to your faith anger, broiling, abuse, rudeness? So, if that is part of your own addition, then take it away this morning, my friend. Life is worth living. Cool your head down from offenses of others, for you also have offended God. So that you live a good life. Self control, then let's go ahead from self control. No, no, go back. Self control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, then the next one, and to godliness, and brotherly kindness. Uh huh. Verse 8. How many of you want to produce? Now let me say something to you. That scripture that woman gave us just summarizes everything that I've been talking about. Is so divine. Blessed are the sure, sure, sure.